Welcome to Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about BBB accredited businesses. We talk to business owners and service providers so that you get useful information about products and services that you may be purchasing. I'm Jim Swan, and your host on Ask BBB is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Good morning, Jennifer. Thanks, Jim. Good morning, everyone. Well, April showers bring May flowers, or in other words, what we do today brings good results in the future. And today's guests both involve planning for that future. Yes, later this morning, planning for the near future when you book travel for vacation. We'll learn what to expect as restrictions are lifted when we talk to Marion Bolton of selloffvacations.com. And we'll talk about planning for the long term with our first guest this morning, Tammy Buss, the president of Buss Financial Group, Inc. And Tammy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So, Tammy, how many of us have a clear map of our financial trails? And how important is it to detail our current expenses and spending patterns as we set out that map? Well, it's very important. About half of Canadians don't have a financial plan. Actually, about, about 46 to be, be specific. But really, it's a matter of what is your definition of a financial plan? You know, in our case at BUS, we divide it into several sections, which is about learning spending strategies, which is setting your goals and managing your debt. There's insurance planning, which is managing your risk. There's investment planning, which is what should you be investing in and what's the tax efficiency. There's retirement planning, which is getting ready to retire. And then there's estate planning. So really, you know, that's a unified plan, which is looking at all areas. So, you know, not all Canadians have all of those, but half of them have some form of financial planning. And it's very important that you're looking at your current expenses and your spending patterns. Spending patterns are really the key for any planning. So when we come to you to start out a financial plan, what information would you like us to provide? What are you looking for from us? Well, the first thing is to sit down and actually have a talk with your financial planner and to get a feel for both of you for what you can do and what you're looking for. So if it's estate issues, we're going to be asking for different things. If you're looking for retirement, it's different. But to start off, if you have no plan and don't know where to start, then you're probably going to do an intake form. So a bunch of information that leads, you know, the helps the advisor with uh, your debt, you know, whether it's long or short term, you know, your assets, what you own, what your all your expenses are at your house. Those are pretty easy. All those fixed expenses are, are very easy to track. Clearly your income, you know, where's your income coming in? Also, what's really important are your goals. What are you trying to achieve with this plan? And then the hardest thing for most people, and it really when we're working with a client, it takes about three months to sort of narrow down what their daily living costs are. What does it cost them to maintain their current lifestyle? Because it's pretty easy to list, you know, my mortgage and my credit cards and my loans and my car payment and my, my taxes and my heat, all that stuff. But what bogs people down and where the real issue we see is trying to figure out what does it, what does it take to run your lifestyle? Do you go to Starbucks every day? You know, what's your grocery bill? How many gifts do you have? When do you go out for lunch? Those are the things that kind of sneak up. And is that something that people find surprising when they've sat down for three months to track 
what's coming in, what's going out and, and present it to you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is such a shock to people because you could ask somebody on the street, how much you spend in groceries a month? Oh, geez, I don't know. A lot. Yes. And then they realize that, wow, I can't believe we spend this much per month in, gro in groceries or eating out. And we're not asking you to change. We're not saying don't do it. We're saying let's look at that so that we can build the right plan for you. So there are lots of things to learn in their discussions about financial planning. And there are, are there ways that you help provide some education? So teaching people about the strategies um, towards financial planning. Yes, that it, our passion is actually planning and education. And in fact, I wish we had more education in the school systems about, about financial planning. It's so, you know, we spend a lot of time learning to how to do a circumference of something or the diameter of something, but we really don't understand the impact of interest on a credit card. Um, so we really do spend the bulk of our time in the first uh, again, depending again on, on how much knowledge people have, but on understanding what is the difference between spending patterns and, uh, you know, debt, what's good debt, what's bad debt, what should you be spending your, uh, what should you be putting your money into, should it be a TFSA or an RSP, what is the difference and why. So financial literacy is one of the uh, main focuses of what we do. And in order to make educated decisions and have a plan that you really want to follow and feel that you're getting somewhere, you really need to understand it. The information you provide and the advice you provide is quite valuable. So people may wonder, how do we pay for this financial advice? And are advisors along the lines of lawyers who would charge a billable hour or are they attached to a company with a financial product? Well, that's interesting because there are both out there. And for a, a time, we did do both. However, we haven't done fee-based planning on its standalone uh, for a few years. We could if someone really wanted it. But what I found over 38 years of being in this industry is that clients aren't really sure what they're looking for. And to pay for a financial plan is they tend to be more focused on retirement. And some people who are in their 20s need a plan to help them save for that house. So we don't do as much fee-based planning anymore. I, I think of it like someone wanting to, um, you know, have, um, um, go on a diet or, you know, exercise. You can buy the book and you can read it. And that's a one and done, you're done and on you go. However, if you really want good long-term advice and relationships, you probably need help. And so if you have your product with say the bank, they're providing you with the product. If you do a one and done paid for plan with a planner, they never really gel. So, you know, when you have a product, so people who have investments or insurance, somebody is getting paid to manage those, whether it's the bank or your advisor. What I think is the, is the best option is to pull them both together and say to your advisor, I want a plan. Here's my plan. Here's what I want to do. Can you help me? And getting paid is by handling those assets. So the advisor will get paid a trailer fee to do that. So it's about them growing together, building that long-term relationship as opposed to a product, which is not necessarily related to the plan. Now, not everybody's like that, but that's how we do it. We would prefer to 
have your plan with us and your assets so we can jig those assets to match the plan. Because I can tell you that a financial plan that you've paid $1,500 for by the time you get home is probably outdated because something's changed between the time you left and the time you got home. Now, how do you go back and, and have that changed? Oh, by the way, we just bought a new car. How does that impact us? Right. So we want to manage it all. We don't really care about the size of your assets. What we want to do is to say, look, come come to us. We will take a look at what you've got. We will work together to build those. So we're not a product based planner. We're a goal based planner. Well, Tammy, I want to thank you so much for that valuable information and for joining us this morning on Ask BBB. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. And just to let you know, when you talk about uh, your accredited businesses, I want to let you know that I've been an accredited business for 28 years with the Better Business Bureau. So we're thrilled and we think it is a symbol of trust for people. And I know we go and take a look and say, if we're going to use somebody, you know, what is their um, history? You know, if there's a complaint, did they deal with it? Oh, they have no complaint. So it's a real symbol of trust. And I love it. And I recommend if you're not a member to join the Better Business Bureau. Well, thank you, Tammy. We are proud to partner with businesses like yours for such a long time. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Tammy Buss is the president of Buss Financial Group, Inc. And you can learn more about the company by searching the BBB.org directory. Buss Financial Group is an accredited business, as you just heard, with an A plus rating. Grab your boarding pass. We are going traveling right after this short break. And now back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BBB, Jennifer Matthews, the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Over the past two years of COVID, travel has been complicated or sometimes not even possible. And not all of these cautions have been set aside, but we are starting to seek the experience and visiting other places. Marion Bolton's the manager of selloffvacations.com and joins us now to talk about travel. Good morning, Marion. Good morning, Jennifer. Okay, this is a very exciting topic for me. What are the possibilities in terms of travel right now? Well, you know, the possibilities are great. The fear has almost gone. You know, we're still kind of, there are some people that are still sitting on the fence, but uh, the majority are so excited. If we're looking at traveling now in this new reality, have the timelines changed for bookings? Not not particularly. Um, People are booking far in advance. So we have that timeline. We have bookings up until May 2023. People are also coming in and booking last minute. So there, there is last minute as well. Okay. If we're looking at booking some travel, what should we expect in terms of prices today as compared to before the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020? So two years have gone by. So there's always an expected price increase, right? And yes, prices have increased substantially. Uh, there's the fuel, of course, we have to take into consideration the expenses at all the resorts, at the hotels. 
expenses for employees at the airport have increased, uh, at the airlines have increased. So all this, we have to take into consideration that yes, prices have increased and people are noticing the increased uh, prices. Well, Marion, we haven't traveled for a while, so maybe our travel account uh, has built up and we'll be sure. okay with that. What are some of the popular uh, destinations now? Uh, and are people being kind of picky as to where they want to go in terms of safety? Uh, some of the more popular destinations right now and have been for the last few months are uh, Dominican Republic, uh, still Cuba, uh, Mexico, uh, Jamaica. We are getting a fair amount of uh, the more southern islands, uh, such as Aruba and Antigua, uh, Barbados, that type. So as far as Europe, Europe is just starting to pick up now. We find clients now are uh, wanting us to check on hotels and flights to Europe. So that is starting to pick up. And this is our Europe time starting now anyway. When we see a trip advertised as all-inclusive, are there still charges and extras that we should be aware of? There could be. A lot of the countries have uh, departure taxes, and some of them now have a visit tax. The east coast of Mexico, the Mayan Riviera, uh, Quintana Roo County, it has imposed a visit tax that it's called the Mexico visit tax. It's it works out to about $15 per person. And you do that online before you go. There is a departure tax from countries like Costa Rica is $29 US per person. Dominican has a departure tax of $20 US per person. So it's just the odd country that will have that extra tax. Other than that, when it's all inclusive, it includes your flights, uh, your transfers to and from the airport, the uh, seven-night stay at the hotel, all your drink, all your food. And do you provide information on things like travel insurance, medical insurance, uh, vaccinations, passports, and you know anything else like that? Yeah, we do have information on travel insurance, medical insurance, absolutely. Vaccinations, we don't have that information because that's something that's provided by uh, the health units, right? Um and we would refer people to, to the health units to get that information. And passports, you refer to the passport office, of course. We also uh, show them where they can go to get information regarding any restrictions at the uh, Canadian government website, the uh, travel.gc.ca. Are there things that people pack that they find aren't allowed still on the airplane or not allowed to be taken into their destination? Yes, they do. They still try and take just to carry on. People are just, they don't want to wait at the airports for bags. They think, oh, I'll just go and take a carry on. And they'll throw their big gallon sized jug of shampoo. And, and, and when they get to the airport, they have to throw them out because they can't take them on the aircraft with them. There's just little things like, like that. You just have to remember no uh, gels or liquids in your carry-on over a hundred mil. So it's, it's pretty simple, but people learn uh, when they do things like that. 
tipping is part of the travel and hospitality industry. What advice do you give to your customers on tipping? Uh, they can use their discretion uh, on tipping. When someone goes to an all-inclusive, I um, kind of advise them to take a take some uh, American ones. American money is usually widely accepted throughout the Caribbean, if you're going to the Caribbean. Um, and take, take U.S. ones to... Uh, to give a bartender if he's mixing a drink, uh, when you're uh, doing uh, a nulla carte, sometimes more than a dollar is is uh, best for, use your discretion, just like we do here at home when you're in a restaurant, right? Um, and, and pay those people who are doing good work for you, basically, and are going above and beyond the call of uh, duty. And, and they really, work hard to make their money in the Caribbean. They truly do. So I'm, I know that any little bit helps for them as well. When we're looking at working with a travel agency and such mm-hmm. as selloffvacations.com, what are some of the questions consumers should ask of their agent? Uh, again, we've gone through some of the things, uh, travel insurance being one, how, how am I protected when I'm in destination? Trip interruption, cancellation insurance, make sure they're well looked after so uh, they don't have to uh, worry when they're in destination. Uh, Are there excursions in their destination? How can they get around in destination? What are the, the do's and don'ts in the destination that they're going to? The safety Oh, there's there's a list. There's so many things, Jennifer, that uh, people need to ask. And that's why uh, they come to a travel agent so they can ask these questions. And uh, uh, you don't always get that when you're booking things online. So, Thank you so much for all your advice on you're this welcome. exciting time. We can travel once again. We are happy to have you on Ask BBB. Yeah, thank you very much, Jennifer. You're listening to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with host Jennifer Matthews, and our guest has been Marion Bolton, the manager of selloffvacations.com, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search travel in the BBB directory, and you'll find them there. You're taking a vacation, but scammers don't. Stay tuned for some tips on making sure they don't spoil your fun. And we're back with more on Ask BBB with your host, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, Jennifer, it's great to be able to start planning that travel again, as we just heard. It is, but as we said before the break, we don't want to be taken on another trip by a scammer. There, It seems as though those scammers are always there. So BBB has a few tips on things you should be aware of when you book into your hotel or motel. One scam is a fake call from the front desk, and scammers make random calls to rooms and claim to be calling from the front desk. Uh, They will say there has been a problem processing your credit card and ask for confirming information. Hotel staff will not make this type of call. Don't give out any of your information and tell them you will go down to the front desk to clear up the matter. So one of the great things about a hotel stay is, is extra service. 
It is, but here again, you should confirm with the front desk. In some cases, the takeout menus that are left in hotel rooms are fake and will connect you to a scammer instead of the restaurant or the hotel. Wow, you really have to be careful. And of course, one of the first things you do when you settle in is connect the Wi-Fi to check in on all the things you came on vacation to get away from. (laughs) So maybe it's just a good idea to stay off the grid, but we do want to check some things or, you know, play the wordle of the day. But before you sign on to that free Wi-Fi, make sure the Wi-Fi connection is secure and hosted by the hotel. The scammers are using skimmers to target travelers, usually in common areas of the hotel. And these scammers are controlling the Wi-Fi connection and collecting information that you transmit. So you really want to check it out, eh? And speaking of check it out, make sure to get a receipt no matter what method you use to pay. If there's any dispute when you receive your credit card statement, you have a receipt to prove the legitimate charges and the payment you made. And it's time for us to check out of this program today. Yes, and before we go, a reminder that the Torch Awards and Spark Awards will be presented at an event on June 16th at 5.30 p.m. at the factory. Tickets will be on sale Monday, April 11th. All right. So one more bit of planning ahead. And we hope that you'll plan to join us again next time on Ask BBB. Remember, we like to hear from you. So pass along your comments and suggestions for guests. Contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember to Ask BBB. And start with trust. Trust.